Welcome to the Higher Energy Superpower. This is episode 8 of the Turbo Duo Cast. I am your host, Salvatore Mata, and to my left is always my hetero life mate, Trenton E. Wright Third. Woo! Yeah! Intros, they get better every week. Yeah! I listened to a bunch of Ellie Goulding, so I was all jazzed up. Elliot Goulding? Ellie Goulding. Singer? You turn the lights. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I no? was thinking of, oh, is it Elliot Gould? Elliot Gould? No. <laughs> Check out Ellie Goulding, man. I mean, her just, just like her vocals, the way she looks. The way she moves. The way she moves. <laughs> every, everything about her is just. The way she makes me feel. I'm a married man. I have to remind myself of that. Oh. But, but she is wonderful and beautiful, and she makes wonderful music, but. Not the kind that you would think that would get you that jazzed up, but, you know. Irregardless. It is me. So, uh, thank you all for joining us for this wonderful, exquisite episode eight. We've got a great topic for you today, a great retro topic. We're going to be talking about a couple of baseball games. Indians are in first place, right? Uh, Bad bitch contest. They in first place. Uh, I don't know. They were in second. I mean, they're only like eight. I think they're like eight or nine games above 500 right now. Yankees pulling out the big sticks. As These far Yankees, as I hear. whoa, the the team or just some Yankees? You know, I'm I'm gonna talk about the team. <laughs> I mean, they may be doing both, but yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I was talking to this guy the other day because I haven't been watching MLB for got to be three or four years now. I mean, I mean, I can't really. Yeah, I was. I, 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 I like to use the excuse I had a son, and that <laughs> that did it to me. But well, when your favorite team is the Yankees, you know you've seen plenty of World Series. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's, when your favorite team is the Indians. By the time like 2002 <laughs> rolled around, it was like, why am I even watching this? <laughs> you know, it was just like they're gonna win every year. Now they they didn't after that. But they won a decent amount. Right. We got to see. We got to. Yo, see how them. many rings, bro? Yo, bro, how many rings? <laughs> Jim Layritz, Jimmy Layritz, right? Uh, Remember Jimmy Layritz? Yeah, I do actually. Good old Jimmy Layritz used to spin the bat. Oh, um, oh, the toss. He used to know, like when he would, he would like, uh, like he would take a pitch and then he would, he would like flutter the bat and it would just, it would like spin almost like a drumstick. Oh, yeah, some he was skills. He was good at that. So, but um, yeah, so you know, in the spirit of the Midsummer Classic, we thought we'd like to bring a couple of retro. Baseball games, and we were talking about baseball games last episode, and even the episode before that. We were talking about Super Baseball, mm-hmm. right? We were talking about what was the one we talked about last time? Was it World Series Baseball we talked about? I feel like that's a recurring game that always gets brought up in every conversation. We talked about another baseball game. I mean, it'll come to me, but um, but uh, yeah. So I mean, sports games are the kind of games, and I've talked about this before. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast necessarily, but. They're, they're the kind of games that get sort of lost in time because everybody goes back to the shooters that were, you know, amazing back in the day that are being rediscovered. Or they talk about the platformers that were amazing. And nobody really goes back to the sports games. But my, I mean, you know this, my most played game on the Genesis is Madden 94. That's the game I play more than any other one. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say NHL 94. NHL 95 is my favorite. 95, huh? Yes, because it's a little bit quicker. Everybody everybody talks about NHL 94. As That's being, the one like everyone uses in yeah, tournaments and, it's, and everything. And it's a good game, but I grew up with those games, and when 95 came out, it just had a little bit more speed. It was a little bit faster. It was a little extra. 
it was just that extra bit of because when you look at 94, 93, 92, they kind of like you're kind of running in water in those games. You're, you're really <laughs> deliberately moving very yeah. slowly. You know, you're trying to you're trying to move around, and it's just you're kind of like in molasses. In ninety five, you were able to move a lot faster, and that's why I like that game a lot more. The one from ninety five to ninety six, ninety seven, those games are better to me. I think it's any coincidence that Hootie and the Bullfish blew up in ninety five. How does that? What does that have to do with it going faster? <laughs> The cracked rear view is definitely <laughs> the album. Oh, speaking of speaking of uh, Hootie and the Blowfish and music, so about to blow leg Hootie today in the car. Remember how I talk about how I listen to your songs in the car? I heard yeah. Southtown by P.O.D. in the car today. I've never heard it before. No, all right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not talking about any games. You no, you've had to have heard P.O.D. Okay, Southtown. maybe I've heard it, heard it, but I've never. It wasn't like in like the zeitgeist for me ever. Wow, 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 wow. But, but that, but that, 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 that song bumps. Yeah, we're doing a cover of that. This isn't the uh, music podcast. You brought just, it up. I just wanted. I just wanted to mention it. Oh, so I'm just not gonna say anything about you it. You don't get to talk. You don't get to talk. Um, Hi, I'm King Griffey Jr. We'll we'll get to that definitely. Um, sorry, I'm trying to load up this next segment here. World Series. So, a couple of things I want to talk about with you, just you know, kind of like get off my well, not get off my chest, but I want to know, I want to know a little bit more about because you mentioned them last time. You said you didn't like Turtles, the arcade game, on the arcade. This is very true. Can you tell me? I a recently little, uh, played it at uh, Barcade in New Haven with a, with a few people, which I still have to get to. And it's a great place. They have like. It's weird. They have a lot of random games like I've never even heard of. A lot of the '80s, some arcade, uh, '80s arcade games that I've never even heard of. But they pretty much have everything you would think. You know, NBA Jam, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, X Men. They have Primal Rage. I think the fact that they have X Men that's a game that everybody yeah, has like to the, experience. the, the like big X Men. If you haven't played the arcade X Men, is it five player? Yeah, it's five players. It's got, I think, at least two, Twin two, or, two or three screens, and it's just a. A wild thing to experience. You've never really seen anything like it before because, the I mean, talk, talk about a panoramic view. I mean, it's wider than a widescreen you have in your house. That's it's like if you stack like three ar- like standard arcade units next to each other. That's how much space it took. I couldn't even imagine like putting that thing together like when it came out, or if they got them. Like, I wonder shipped. how expensive that they arcade got them, like, unit was. Sh- shipped in a train. <laughs> it's so huge because that was never really replicated. A lot of these arcade units, you could yeah, I wonder you could why go, you could go back and you could <laughs> you could switch them out. You could say, okay, well, I want to keep the cabinet, but I want to get a whole new yeah, the guts. Is, you could you could switch one out. and done. You couldn't really do that with this. I yeah. mean, it was pretty much what it was. Yeah, um, but yeah, they had they had Turtles the arcade game, and I don't remember ever playing it, and it just felt like it wasn't. It's hard to describe, but I think it's either like the hit detection, like when you're when you're attacking the enemies, it doesn't give you that oomph. It just kind of feels like you're just like pre- tapping the button and they're just kind of falling over. Like and you're you... smacking water with a rope. <laughs> yeah, there's like no uh, no satisfaction to it, so to speak. Mm. No, I, I mean that's important in games. Yeah, that feedback that you get, that like that <clears throat> that like that punch, that slap. It kind of it was just like. Get. People just swinging bows and staffs everywhere, and it just madness. Yeah, but not madness in the way that you like it. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's weird that the Nintendo <laughs> version is like way better. 
Well, I mean, Nintendo playability, had better versions of a lot of, of a lot yeah. of a lot of games. Though. We talked about that. Uh, case in point, like Contra. I mean, Contra is fifty times better on, oh, on, the, on the, any other. Just just purely out of like control. You know, the the arcade version is just kind of wonky to control. Like, you know. There's a, very, well, yeah. there's a there's a precision in a, in a D-pad. Yeah, I was gonna say that you don't get. It's a lot has to do with using a joystick in a game like that. Yeah, where right. it's like you have to be like lightning quick and avoid so many things that using a joystick is not the best thing to use. Mm-hmm. And something like that. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, that's mm-hmm. good. Thank you for that uh, mm-hmm. for that update. The other thing I wanted to know: no Dreamcast for you in '99. Tell me more. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what do you mean? What? Cash money records taking over for the nine nine in the two thousand. I mean, it just seems like a like a console that would be like right up your alley, like 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 almost like a like a successor to the sixty four in a way, you know, with the four controllers. I was still going hard with the sixty four though. A lot of people were. I mean, it was just ninety nine. It wasn't like yeah, because the next one was PlayStation. You got another solid like year and a half before the PS two came out. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I I was just curious about that. I mean, Ryan Susie had one. Were you always over there just kind of playing oh, yeah. Soul Calibur or whatever? <laughs> he got it. I don't know if he bought it. If this he... victory strengthened <laughs> the soul of Mitsurugi. Anyway. We used to go hard in that. I don't know if he bought the games or if he rented. What It was Soul Calibur and Ready to Rumble. And those were. Well, that was on 64. The, those were just. Yeah, but the Dreamcast version. I mean, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> have you so seen it? So that's what I'm it? saying. That's what I'm saying. Like at that time, it, the Dreamcast was such a revelation. You think that, and it was only 199. It wasn't like it was. Well, I was only I was only a paper boy then, so I was making 18 dollars a week. <laughs> what do you think about paper boy on Super Nintendo? That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. Right. Uh, just just one. We're losing them. Just one quick. Um, just one quick uh, little uh, show note from last time, or I think it was two times ago. We talked. We were talking about Ren and Stimpy during our Beavis and Butthead episode, and we yeah. were saying, "Well, and we're going we, an extra throwback." Yeah, well, I mean, mm-hmm. why, why not? And we were talking about how there was the 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 one on Stimpy's um, Ren Ren and Stimpy. It was Stimpy's time machine or something like that. Yeah, Stimpy's or mean, yeah, something like that. Mean Bean Machine. Gen- no, that's Doctor Robotnik. Robotnik. I know. I know. The Genesis one you're talking about. Yeah, but so yeah, I, something like the invention. Yeah, and we time were machine. we weren't sure if there was one on Super Nintendo. Well, there is one on Super Nintendo. No, I said there was. I didn't know yeah. the name of it. it they're how completely many, different. How, how many do you think there are on Super Nintendo? Oh, I, I, well, if you say that, then obviously that gives it away. But I think there's three. There's four Ren and Stimpy oh, games four. on Super Nintendo. Wow, they really stretch yeah. that out. They're all called the Ren and Stimpy <laughs> Show, and then and then they have like a you know colon and then the, the name. And the first so <laughs> Ren Ren's colon or Stimpy's colon? Yeah, some somebody's colon. <laughs> Vidiots, you know, like Vidiots. Yeah, you Vidiot. Buckaroos, uh, Fire Dogs, and Time Warp. They were all made by different developers. Of course but, they were, because they were for like, the most part. they put one game out and like, trash. Let's, let someone else <laughs> handle it. And then they got theirs. They were like, yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of like four games, like all different games. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, that's man. That's wild. I mean, they someone must have had and none made of them, some money, and, and none of them were rated better than the Genesis one. And there was only one on the. Genesis. What's the Rotten Tomato score? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't have. The, they were all in like the sixes. I'm sure they're fives they're, and sixes. Yeah, they have to be really bad. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's move on to our modern retro moment, otherwise known as the "It's still real to me, damn it" moment. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Never gets old. Nope, nope, absolutely not. I could play that a hundred times, <laughs> especially the <laughs> right after. <laughs> For once, to say what had to be said, 
you know the good news about that is that that's going to be a form of our show, a function of our show moving forward. So you have that to look forward to every single time we have our modern retro topic. I mean, I when we do, we've had them every every time we've had them, but you know we might not have a retro topic if modern retro topic. If we don't, we won't play it. I mean, I watch it every morning anyway, so it's not it's not new to me. It's not weird. <laughs> not at all. It's not weird at all. It only came out 19 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I wanted to talk about. Uh, a couple of things. Let's talk about games, baby. Well, let's talk about game preservation. And the thing I want to talk about, I don't know if you heard about this, but um, there's a new retro console that's sort of like a uh, all-in-one box that's going to be coming out. It's not the Polymega you're talking Polymega. about? Polymega. Oh, yeah, I already know about it. I was, yeah. was going to reserve one when they first put it out and there was something wrong with the site and i couldn't so i kind of okay you can still get them now though but i, I know i don't I, know if it's out yet though no no no, no. i'm saying you can, you can like still, reserve it they did like a, a pre-order thing where you could only do it that day it was kind of like you know like a gofundme kind of thing and they like ended it that day but like a, like a now kick, it's like a st- kickstarter but now it's still up so you can get the 300 dollar one which is just the cd base unit or you can get the attachments and everything so for, for those of you who don't know so the polymega is one of these retro consoles think like the retron 5 the big difference between those and the Polymega, though, is the Polymega will actually take your old CDs, like your your you know Sega CD, Sega Saturn, PlayStation One, um, you know any of those consoles. I think even Turbo CD it'll take. Yeah. Yep. So it's got these modules. So there's a base unit, and then there's these modules that can kind of click in. And so the first one that you get with the system, it's about three hundred bucks. It's three. Well, it's three hundred, and it doesn't come with any modules. It it just plays the CD, the CD, the CD module. Yeah, yeah. And so this unit, what it does is it with with just that base unit, uh, you can play and res- and store all of your CD based games, all within this one contained within this one unit. And did you see they have um they kind of have like their own server, where they um where they someone went through and like uploaded all the uh, description of the games and like the cover yep. art and all cover that. art and everything. So you can take your, basically your whole catalog. It's like kind of um, like using a, a raspberry Pi, but obviously it's legit way more, <laughs> you know, yeah, but prof- I'm saying professionally like, done like the menu and, system and everything. You know, they even the have, they, they even now have their own controllers that you can get that are shaped like the system, you know, the system controllers and they're supposed to f- function pretty well as far as I've seen. Um, and then you can, what you can do is you can, take that module you can pop it out and then you can you can purchase other modules that have let's say the cartridge based systems like a super nintendo or a 64 or a genesis and i don't think they have the 64 one oh yet. maybe not the 64 but your cartridge based systems and then nes i'm guessing yeah super nintendo and then the Sega. genesis one i'm guessing does master system if you have a converter box for it because a lot of so originally i guess the system was supposed to use some kind of fpga solution or some sort of uh, original hardware solution, but now it kind of sounds like it's emulation. Either way, I think I, uh, unless they changed it, I thought it was going to just play it right off the cartridges. Well, it can, but I'm, what I'm saying is that the internals of these boxes is no longer oh, oh, oh. it's no longer the original equipment or right. or like an FPGA um, solution. It's actually emulation. So they're gonna, they're going to be using emulators. From everything that I've seen, they're working really well. Even Saturn stuff, like they were playing Sega Rally Championship. Yeah, that's the stuff they were showing off the most. And it, that's and, like and the it's most it looks it, it looks great. Yeah, Saturn is for anybody who doesn't know has got a million chips on that board, and it's really really hard to replicate in an emulated solution. But these guys have have kind of figured it out with some of their other emulator partners. So it, it 
you know, some people are getting upset and saying, well, it's just an emulator, you know, it's not a big deal. But to catalog these CD-based games, especially, even if you didn't get the modules that have the cartridge-based um, uh, solution, it's still such a big deal. If, you know, anybody who has CD-based games, it's kind of a big deal because CD-ROT and disc-ROT is a, is a true thing. We talked about last time how I got... Uh, winning post on Sega Saturn, mm-hmm. and when I when I bought it, the guy said, "Well, I'm I'm including the disc, but it doesn't work because it has disc rot, and there is a little spot on it, but it did it did fire up and it did work. I played through a good portion of it. Fire it up. But that's one of those things where this media is going to fail at some point in time, and we're not going to be able to play it. So things like this poly this polymega, it, it kind of is exciting. It's a little expensive, you know, three hundred bucks, but. I mean, when have you ever been able to take CD-based old systems and actually preserve them? This is a great solution. Never. Because once you get that in there, you're not going to have to worry about losing that ever again. And right. it's it's cool. I, it almost reminds me of, you know how people would take fire sticks or fire uh, boxes? Yeah, and put and then, the Kodiak. And, and put the Kodi app on there, and then you could a lot of them would have even the box art on them. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but just, again, a, a stepped-up version of that. And I think, I feel this has to be the first... Uh, uh, aftermarket system to play like sega cd right any one of those sega right? cd yeah. saturn playstation one and i think the i want to say the sega genesis module plays 32x games too i don't know that i don't know the answer to that. i mean i i mean if, the, if, if, if the emulator plays 32x games then it, it should be able yeah. to play and when you put your cartridge or your disc in it kind of downloads that rom yeah and just saves it to it and it just saves it right to it that way you never have to worry about plugging that in again so even if you're not worried necessarily about your discs going bad it's a very easy way where you can get all of your games on one system and be able to load up any game you want at any any point in time you can leave the games on the shelf or keep them tucked away and it's it's just one of those things that you know we want you guys to know about because this is a, a great solution especially yeah, some of these guys that I've come in contact with, these retro gamers, I mean, you think I've got games. These guys got walls of games covering, <laughs> like, every section of, of, you know, practically their house. So, yeah. you know, it that's a real leg up to kind of store all of this media all in one place and not have to worry about it. You know, how, how often do we, like, lose games or misplace games, you know, when we go from place to place or whatever? You yeah. let somebody borrow it, you know, so this is a great way. You know, especially with the disc route thing, because that is a, that is something that is going to happen. Um, so, some love to uh, to Polymega. I'm going to keep it, keep track of that. Yeah, could be the best one, like retro style system that's been put out. The uh, like, what was it? The, the what was it called? The Mega the the Genesis one that company put out was it the Mega SD or whatever it was? SG the Mega, Mega SG, SG that, and yeah. that is a a they, they call it FPGA. It's a special chip that kind of it's not emulating the hardware, but it's recreating the hardware in a way. I don't really know the, the technological piece of it, but yeah. it's more like playing it on a real system. Yeah. And it looks like, I mean, I've seen the videos where they... I don't like the way the Mega SG looks. It looks like it's a tiny box, and it, yeah, well, it's kind of looking like the Genesis, but it doesn't really... It's like a. It's like if you took the Model 2, and it looked, and it took the colors and style of the Model 1. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it it's it's really. But I think that one's like two hundred bucks. Uh, yeah. And so I mean, well, the modules if, I think are. No, 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 I'm talking about the Mega. No, SG. but what I'm saying is that if you had to buy a module, I know where you're going with this. If you had to buy a module, I think it's like in excess of a hundred dollars. Yeah. Or close to it. So I mean, they do that. the Polymega has the bundle. It's like five hundred, where you get 
you know the base system I, with the CD, and you get the three uh, uh, the three cartridge attachments. But I mean, once you think about it, we have all those, and you can take all your games and put them on there. I mean, people will. Yeah, I mean, rip games too and put them on there. But no, I know. But you know, it still seems like the best solution. I'm sure they're working on like oh, a, definitely. Nint- a Nintendo 64 the, one. You know, the controllers too look really sleek. Have you seen the controllers? Yeah. They almost look like um, they've got like the the Xbox kind of um, color scheme on yeah. all, on all of them, but you know, I'm I'm sure you could use like a retro bit controller too. I mean, it's got to be Bluetooth. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's Bluetooth. Yeah, uh, but you also can plug in your original controllers as well, which is really cool. They still give you that ability. Yeah, you know, I mean, for which me, is good. for me, a thing too is like, how often do I ha- I have to plug something in? Like the Genesis console, like the controllers are super tight. And I'm always worried about ripping a pin or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So like it like worries me to, to like continue. Like I have my, my controllers are, are plugged in right now because I don't even want to take them out. You know, <laughs> now chances are I'm gonna play it sooner rather than later. But yeah. still like it, it, like that that part of it worries me. Like am I gonna am I gonna pop a pin or once gonna, it's there it's there. That's what I'm saying. So like this this kind of solution is pretty cool. Plus, you don't need some kind of an upscaler or anything. Everything is all contained within the system. Mm-hmm. You know. Could be the one. So we'll find out. Kind of exciting. So we'll keep you guys, uh, you know, tuned tuned to that. As far as your disc-based media and disc-based games goes, though, just keep them in a temperature-controlled environment. They're going to last a lot longer if if they're exposed to heat or moisture. I mean, it's kind of common sense, but you know, that's not a way to store these things. So just try to keep them in it. You know, keep the air conditioning on, especially now it's summertime. Keep them in a temperature-controlled environment, and they're going to last longer um, than obviously if they're. Uh, left and left to the elements. So the more you know, yeah. So with that being said, what do you say we get to our retro topic of the day? He's in there. All right. <laughs> so the first game we're going to talk about is uh, so we're going well, these games that we're talking about are from the 32 and 64 bit era. So this is after the the pixel era. This is the first entries into the polygonal baseball here. Polygonal. A lot of things were being tried out at this time. People, you know, these companies were doing different things and trying different things and and trying to find solutions that were going to be successful. And um, so they all had their own kind of way of doing it. Because when you think about baseball, it seems pretty kind of simple, right? You know, you got a pitcher, you got a batter, and you got some fielding, right? Well, you know. But when, when that's implemented, how well does it work, right? And so more than even just us talking about these games right now, I think more is going to come out after we play them, just just on how we feel about them. Because, I mean, talking about them is kind of you know, especially jumping into the 32-bit era of gaming. Yeah. So a lot of this is going to be talking sort of about the systems that they were on and how that architecture affected the way the game was made in a way. So the first game is Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest. Hi, I'm Ken Griffey. Welcome to my world. <laughs> he says, "Welcome to my world." In the next, in this, in this one. I run this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so this was actually the fourth Ken Griffey baseball game. Yep, there, there were two on the Super Nintendo. Yep. There was uh, Ken Griffey Major League Baseball and then Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run. Which were two completely different games, and the second one was made by Rare. Mm-hmm. That's where it popped off. Wait, so the first one was made by somebody? I didn't even see that. Yeah. Rare did the second You're one. You're talking about for Super? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I was going to say, because... That's when they took over. Not this game. <laughs> so Slugfest came out in uh, May of 1999. What a time, huh? 
And uh, obviously, Nintendo was the publisher. The developer was Angel Studios. Ah, yes. Good old Angel Studios. You know who Angel Studios is? No. So Angel Studios <laughs> became Rockstar San Diego. Oh. And these are the guys A that... A subsidiary of Rockstar Games? Yes. And these are the guys <laughs> that created... They were they were the ones who created Red Dead Revolver. Oh. Ooh. So there was... You know, if you've been keeping track of games for the past 20 years, you might know this, but... When Red Dead Revolver was in sort of like a development hell, so to speak, they were working with Capcom, and Capcom basically sold Red Dead Revolver to Rockstar Games at the time. And so Angel Studios started working on, or was continued to work on this game, but now with, with, with Rockstar sort of at the helm. And um, so they did Red Dead Revolver, and then they ended up doing Red Dead Redemption, which is one of the best games of all time. I mean... And I've been playing games forever, so I mean that game was so engrossing. I, I actually like it way better than Red Dead Redemption Two. I don't I'm, know. I, I can't. I'm trying to even remember what, which one's which. John Morrison. That doesn't help. No. I just think of John Morrison. It's in um. It's in the Old West. Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in it, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. Sadly, I mean he might be a oh side. My God. He, he might be an NPC. <laughs> uh, which wait, Red Dead Red that Dead was the Revolver, one came out in 2010, about it came out. It was for PS3 and for Xbox 360. What was the one on PS2? Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Revolver. Red Dead Revolver. Okay, yeah. I, I remember that. I remember it's the one with the funky cutscenes and. You know, I remember playing that one. Red Dead Redemption was well, Red Dead Revolver is fantastic. It's amazing. Ooh, it's a it it's it's a it's a hardcore game actually. It's pretty tough. You know the shootout with the English guy on top of the uh, the old building. <laughs> All the buildings. Um, really, really great game. That was a good PS2 game. And um, and then Red Dead Revolver. They made Smugglers Run. Is that the uh, one of the first PS2 games? It was almost that's like, a racing game, right? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. you're like dune buggies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. I never played it. Never played, but I always saw it. That was one of the first games that they were ta- touting. I synced it for the PS2 when I was like, "No, the Dreamcast is better. PS2 sucks." <laughs> there was this old. There was this guy who used to work at the GameStop Babbage's. Uh, back when PS2 came out, and we were just talking so much shit about the PS2. <laughs> they all talked. We were like, shit. we were like, the only thing that this thing can do is you can spin the PS logo, depending on whether you want the the PS2 to oh, be flat or you oh, want yeah. it to be upright. <laughs> like that's the best thing you can do. Play Phantasma or whatever the hell that game was. You know, with the with the fireworks going off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't have been doing that. That was, you know, <laughs> there were some excellent games on PS2, but at the time they were killing my Dreamcast. So. <laughs> Um, for me, the most significant game that they actually produced was Resident Evil 2 on 64. Some hard hitters. Yep. So Resident Evil 2 came out on PlayStation 1 first. It was on two discs. Yep. Each disc held 700 megabits. So what does that equal? 1,400. They stuffed 1,400 megabits of data into, data. A, into a 64 megabit cartridge. With com- with compression, that's talent. With the with the cutscenes and everything, make it fit, baby. Um, just I mean I don't know how how they got that done, but you got to be pretty much pretty much a whiz to make that happen. I mean that's you're shrinking it down to nothing. Nobody they, beats the whiz. And they expanded on Resident Evil, so they added more outfits and you know a couple different. They expanded with the expansion scenarios. Pack. Uh, so the expansion pack bumped it up to 480i. Woo! Interlaced. Yeah, <laughs> but interlaced on a CRT <laughs> can't beat it. They made Mr. Bones for Sega Saturn. 
My name is Mr. Bones, Mr. 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 Bones. They made, uh, well, they, they uh, ported. That was a twisted reference. I, I, I know you know. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to address it. Just you know, <laughs> let the moment let the moment pass. Uh, Echo the Dolphin on Sega CD. They did the port on Sega CD. That was their first project. So, you know, pretty good. I would say pretty good company in terms of the games that they. Those are some. Hard, those are some heavy hitters. Yeah. So these guys know what they're doing. And then the most recently, they've been they've been helping supporting on GTA Five and uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. They've been supporting. It's almost like those games now. Are like a group effort between all the Rockstar Studios. So you know they didn't produce it themselves, but they helped out. Um, IGN gave Slugfest a seven point nine, so they liked it. <laughs> they liked it. They liked I th- it. I feel like that's fair. It's almost an eight. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never played the game. That's solid. This is your your environment, but um, you know the the only again, you know, this is one of those things where we got to really play these games. It. To me, when I was looking at video, it looks like your standard, average baseball game. Um, there's not a whole lot going on. There's not a whole lot of crowd noise. The the pitching is pretty standard. You know, you pick a pitch with, you know, um, controller movements and Z and, and down C and Z and B and all that stuff. And then the batting. The only th- interesting thing about the batting is that uh, the batter has his – it's not a, a cursor that they're using. It's like an oval. That they're that they're hitting with. Yeah, it's like a it's like a kind of like a misshapen egg. Which I don't why. I don't. Do you know. have any idea? Why I think they did it's that? for the uh, like how the bat is shaped, where it goes thin. Uh, um, the, the, oh, they the, were trying the to big, recreate like. I don't know, but that would make the most sense to me because that's there's where like a, your there's like a sweet is. spot with a plus sign, which yeah. I'm guessing is like the meat of the bat. If yeah. In that scenario, and then it kind of like thins out towards the back. So from a, from what I remember is like the pitcher. You know, can move their thing there where they want it to pitch, and then as they're pitching, they can move it. And then, as if you're the batter, you want to tr- you want to try and get to that spot and and swing and hit. Mm-hmm. And if you know, if you get it like dead on, you can get a home run. Mm. Uh, the crowd looks like uh, crumpled up newspaper. <laughs> Which, to be fair, a lot of these games look like that. Um, I know it's more of a it's not like a full on like arcade style baseball game, but it's pretty close. Well, and back in that era, it's like a casual game that anyone can play. It's almost better to compare and contrast modern games to to this era. This era. Holy shit. Have you tried to play like MLB the show? This era. (laughs) If you compare this era to any of the newer games, this is arcadey as you could probably imagine. (laughs) Might as well. Um, all of these games tend to be very, very quick, very fast. You know, easy controls to pitch. It's a button press to, to swing your bat, and you're off. And you're either hitting it in a place where there's no fielder, or you're not. And then you have to make a play when you're when you're in the field. That's all I need. That's pretty much it. The as far as options are concerned, these games were very simple. Both uh, the two games that we're talking about today had an exhibition mode, they had a um, postseason mode, home and, they run had, derby. and they had home run derby. Bo- both of them did. And then Griffey... Griffey had a, had a creative player, yeah. which is very, very kind of... That's a 64 thing. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like create a player was... Or create a character was in all, like, all the wrestling games. You know, Probably in so, some of the basketball games. All, the sports games for 64 that were made specifically for 64 had, had creative players. So that's the one thing that 
this had that the other game didn't didn't have. But I mean, it's not like in sports games like create a player. It's just kind of like you make yourself. It's just kind of generic. Like wrestling is like all right now you can really set it off and like make anything you want. But like. In we don't. We don't. We don't, we don't make Hulk Hogan. Or like, you know, if it, it was if it was the WCW <laughs> game, you'd make WWF characters. Yeah, so. it's not like to get everybody together. And then they went ahead and just bought them, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, it's end. like, oh man, I can't wait to get home and Ruben Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think anyone's like clamoring to make like <laughs> like it's the features. It's not like they they wear a uniform and let, there's not really much you can do. You no, know? but I can't. I, but it's a nice I, feature. Every fe- game I, had it. Yeah. Well, I feel like these games though are very easy to play. They're they're a lot of fun. Oh yeah. The modern definitely. games you got to be pretty hardcore, dude. I, like MLB the Show. The only the only have you seen it? I, I yeah. I haven't, I, haven't no, I have played it. The only I just played the retro mode in it, which is awesome. Which it just plays like a like a sixteen bit uh, like style game. Is it is it like two D? Kind yeah. It's it's. Does it play with it's, like button presses? Like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's just like is that new to this year? No, I think they did it in. Oh man, I don't know. In seventeen and eighteen, I don't know. I'm not sure because I played MLB the Show eighteen, but playing like the modern style, I, I don't. There's like one way where you have to like swing the the analog stick to swing. Like it's oh, I know. So, I, I was I was playing one of the hockey games like, like a couple of years ago, and I'm like, I'm trying to play like NHL '95 or NHL '94. And I hit the button and nothing happens. And, and they're like, "No, you gotta like twist the stick Ooh. to <laughs> to to you know pull back on the. It's almost like golden tee. It's like you gotta pull back on the stick and then push it forward to yeah. have a slap shot. It's like, what kind of shit is that? Yeah, but luckily in the I don't know if it was in the version you played. How was that? How does that ha- have a good feel to it? I know, but in the in the there's an option you can change it to NHL '94 controls. How do you know so much about modern sports games? (laughs) Which is because I work. You don't even own a modern system. (laughs) That's right, because you do the the bus. Yeah, the the party video game bus. And, yeah, you can just go in and it says NHL 94 controls or it's two buttons. Shoot and pass. It's amazing. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Why can't it just be like, why does it have to be more in-depth than that? Yeah, well, they give you the option. You can do which one you want. You can do a hybrid of, like, arcade style and, like, modern style. I feel like most people would rather have it be like that. But I know. I tell the kids. But you, have, but you have all these crazy like people that get into these games so much. And it's such a small segment of the population. But if these features weren't in there, they'd be screaming to the to the heavens <laughs> that it wasn't in there. Well, what do you tell what do you tell the little kids? No, I'm just like, oh, if you can't figure it out here, just I, I just switch it. I don't tell them. I just like just switch it to this. You only have to yeah. press two buttons, and it's yeah. like they enjoy it so much more. It's of just course. so much easier great they get more people to buy these games if they could change it yeah you know anyways um so yeah so i mean it's it's kind of like your standard fare this is a sequel so i'm not sure maybe it was if it was better or not do you remember if this game was from what i remember it didn't really do that much graphic wise I, i think it got a little bit more detailed but i mean that's kind of what you expect in a sequel there so, wasn't that much difference between the first one and the, I mean the creative player. I, I don't think that was in the first one. Yeah. Well, since we only have two games and and I've got history with one, you kind of have history with the other. Why don't we just step into Slugfest for you, and if that's if that's okay, and just kind of go through what was your history with this game? Because I I never heard about this game until you bought it for me, probably like ten years ago. 
I did? Yeah, you found it for a few bucks, and you, you brought it. I don't even remember yeah. <laughs> I Believe me, I wouldn't go out of my way to buy Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest. So. I mean, if you saw it, you'd grab it. No? Probably not. I'm not, like, the craziest into 64 like you are. Yeah. But I also have a lot of the games that I already want. I mean, it's not really. Yeah. I mean, I never you know, owned it, though. That's Just, okay. Uh, Three quarters of the games we talk about, yeah. we never owned. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just remember t- uh, Tim Tim D had it. And obviously, I lived down the street from him, so that was like we would just play that game. We would just play Griffey. And it like, came out in May. It came out in May, so you had the summer. Yeah. So you, you know what? his birthday was in May, so he probably got it for his birthday that year. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah, I think so. I don't. Did you know so if, you could, just, if you could play like four player or anything in this? No, but it's weird. Uh, not <laughs> in in the new games you do four player. Uh, it's weird. Like one person will. Like I think it's one person bats, and then the other person can bat, and then one person pitches, and one person controls. Like the they're field. overthinking this. Yeah, I'm just at it's, this point. It's stupid. Um, but yeah, we would we would just play this game all the time, at least at least that first few months when it came out. Mm. It's just a, it's it's just a simple baseball game to play because I, I I came from playing World Series on the Genesis, which is which was fine, but this one just it seems it's a lot quicker. It's yeah, I don't know. It's just like a more. Th- it's like a more arcade it, style you think it's game a lot where it's easier. Than World to... Series baseball. Do you think it's quicker than World Series baseball? I don't know. Maybe not quicker. What do you mean, man? I don't know, man. More responsive. It's just. E... No, I do. Actually, no. It's definitely it more is. realistic. It does. It does. It does like play quicker than World Series baseball. Because I I remember playing World Series baseball. I feel it moves a little bit slower than okay. than Ken Griffey. Like you can get a, uh, you can finish a game fairly quick in World in uh, Griffey. Mm. Okay. Oh, uh, quick note: Manny Ramirez is the cover athlete of World Series Baseball '96. <laughs> a very very young Manny Ramirez. <laughs> I looked this up. I had to back check, on back on Cleveland. I had to check out a box scan <laughs> of it, but I was able to find that. So you're, it, I, it almost doesn't even look like him. He's so young. Yeah, in the Genesis yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. He's, I do remember it's, that. It's kind of it's kind of scary. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's it, but. And I can tell, like, you're like, yeah, we played it, and we had fun with it, but it's not like, it's not what, baseball games are not kind of those games where you just remember specific facets of it. Yeah, because it's, you know, you're playing baseball, <laughs> it's like baseball, you just, you, you, just know? Knew, you just knew you liked it. Yeah. But what you do, but what you do know about games like this, if you don't like them, you don't like them. Like, oh. if, the, if there's something wrong with the it's controls, base- well, yeah, or, then it's like literally just unplayable. Like, There's remember, just no fun. Remember when we played Bases Loaded '96? <laughs> <laughs> so one night, one night, it was probably like four years ago. Holy shit! We were in my basement. What and, a mess! And we just said, "Let's just play all the all the baseball games you have on Saturn." And we pulled out like five or six games. And I remember one of the ones we played was Bases Loaded '96, and it's it's a pop out book. <laughs> the, the literal field is a pop out book. So when when you hit a ball or when you throw a ball. Like the field has to like open up for you to get to the other side. It was it was. Check out video of you should throw up some video of, of bases loaded ninety six. What a train wreck! All those games. I don't even what think we. Wreck. I don't even think we made it like an inning or two in each of the games. What was the one by uh? What didn't Vic Tokai make a baseball game? Wasn't that one of them? Oh gosh. We played bottom of the ninth. Was one of bottom them. of the ninth is good. It's 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 good. It's not. I mean, it's. But once you play World Series baseball, well, yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, so let's let's move on. I mean, the other the other <laughs> there were there were there were some decent like comment uh, from like the commentators in Griffey. 
I mean, obviously, the, the most memorable stuff is from, like, the umpire. Yeah. Safe! He's in there! <laughs> no, that, that that is from there. Yeah, I thought that was from um, Baseball Stars. No, on Neo Geo. That's baby, baby, Baseball Stars too. That's so fun to say. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, that's that's from uh, <laughs> like when you would slide into like one of the like first, second, or third. Yeah. And you try to tag you, and he, he's in there. Yeah. Say, if a baseball game can have really good umpire sounds, it makes it it makes it better. You know. Yeah. I mean, they have like little like. You can hear some like you can hear kind of like people in the crowd. You can kind of hear them like talking or like mingling. You, you Maybe hear, you hear you hear like what you would hear as crowd noise if you were at the plate. Yeah, and then there's also like I don't know if it makes it any better. There, if someone hits a pop fly and you're in the outfield and it's like floating long enough, like the camera will change and the camera. View oh, behind will, the back, I did see that. Yeah, like it's like looking. You're like looking yep. up behind the catcher. Yep, more of a which, more of a like a, almost like um over the shoulder. It's kind of when the, when the ball's already like locked in and it's like a guarantee you're catching yeah, it. It's yeah. like a, it's like we, I don't it's kind of like weird. Well, cuz it's it's, it looks it's, cool, it's, though. it's cinematic. Especially it's, it's when cinematic. Uh, if you're playing like a game in the day, it kind of has like that that sunlight effect. A lens flare? Yeah, lens lens flare. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you know, if if you if you're playing a good baseball game, they're going to be doing a lot of the same things, right? One of those games, uh, if we can move on, is is the second game of our topic, which is World Series Baseball 98. And, again, one of these games that criminally a lot of people did not get to play because it was on the Sega Saturn. Now, did um, did Carlos Baerga's mustache return in 98, or was that already gone by then? No, the, mu- the mustache was in full effect. Nice. The mustache for Carlos Baerga takes up half of his face. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. But, you know, there's some interesting quirks about this game as well for the character models that we'll, we'll get into. Um, you know, Manny Ramirez looks like uh, Omar Suarez. Oh, is this, the, is this the one where, like, David Justice... David Justice is... Is, is, is an African-American in this game? D- David Justice looks like one of the Three Six Mafia characters. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy J? Yeah, when, he's, when he really is kind of like, you know, a light-skinned dude. Yeah. You know? That's like half the fun when you see. But like, it was just like, oh, David Justice. Okay, yeah, he's a black guy, so make him, um, you know, make him, make him really black. And uh, this guy's uh, <laughs> Spanish, even though he's really dark. No, make him look like you know, um, a, you know, a Spaniard from you know the uh, the Basque region of uh, of Spain, you know. Which actually it makes the game just more enjoyable when yeah. you see the, when you see like someone you know in the game for the first time you're like okay that looks nothing like them <laughs> but that's what made that game a charm though <laughs> no, it's, I know. Al- it's almost like a B movie where yeah, it's like no, I know. you can't take it seriously because don't they even show like an actual picture of them like when they're like they're coming up to bat no I don't think so well, they it might doesn't? they might I think that's in um, Griffey okay I think that's in Griffey I think that you're we're we're crossing the swords there uh, crossing pause. The, crossing the streams. <laughs> Um, so World Series Baseball came out in July of 1997. It was it was around the All Star Game. There's not really a, I think it said July 19th on Wikipedia, but you can never trust Wikipedia. Uh, Chipper Jones is the cover athlete. He's the uh, famed uh, good old a- a- Chipper Atlanta Brave. He was with them for his whole career. He's a great player, uh, very respectable. Um, so he was the cover athlete. Uh, um, who was the cover athlete of uh, Ken Griffey's Slugfest? Um, Ken Griffey Sr. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, 
Hey, they were they were uh, one of the only father son combos yes. to hit a home run in the same game. I know. Yeah. I do. They. I feel like I just saw that clip of that like yeah. last week or something. I don't I, know what I it really came up like, on. I really like that old Marin, Mariners hat with the with the oh the OG with the, one. Yellow, with the yellow S. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like that. They say I walk around like I got an S on my chest. The the teal color like that whole thing is like very nineties to me. You know, like the 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 patterning. Um. So, World Series Baseball was obviously published by Sega. It was developed by Sega Sports. There are almost no credits for this game online. I could find the translation. <laughs> Nobody from, wants from, to take from, credit for it. From, from from Sega of America, but the Japanese producer or the Japanese team that created it, there's no development history. I, I looked on Sega Retro, um, the manual. There's nothing in there that speaks to, as far as I could see, as uh, you know, as far as the uh, you know development team hmm. is concerned. Now, my guess is that the guys who created World Series Baseball Two and World Series Baseball One probably were responsible for it. But alas, we don't we don't really have that data. Um, if I'm able to find it, we'll you know we'll update you guys. Uh, EGM gave it an eight out of ten. Next Generation gave it a five out of five. Next Gen, huh? Mm-hmm. What was that? They were, did a lot of. St- they they were covered they a, a lot of Saturn. Next generation magazine, yeah. Next generation. Yeah. Yep. I had I had I bought one next generation magazine uh, when I was a kid. This is like before I got a subscription, and I was kind of trying to figure out okay, like I got this EGM in the mail, but there's did they come Game out Pro. like later in the game? It was around ninety. I mean, you would think so. It was called next gen. Right? Yeah, but it was around ninety six, ninety five, ninety six. Man, and their and their their magazines were almost like like the outer cover was like laminated almost. It was it was so well made, like the quality. I'm trying to like remember. They were uh, I, they might have been a little bit more expensive. The one that I had was um, the cover was Tenka. If you remember the game Tenka, it was like a Tenka. It was like a first person shooter on PS1. Oh, next generation. No, you know what? They, no, they didn't have a laminated. It was like a matte finish, it, but it, it was, was it was really soft. It was yeah, matte exactly. It was like a matte finish, but I, it almost I'm, felt. I'm, I like just was, pulled up the cover, and the the first one they had is the Virtual Fighter cover, and I remember that one. Yeah, it was. It felt good in your hands. You held that thing, and you were like, "Pause." Yeah, <laughs> you, you you were like, "Okay, th- there's going to be some quality coming into this magazine." It kind of reminded know? me like a PC gamer magazine, kind of. Yeah, and there and they, there was a big spread on Tomb Raider, like the first Tomb Raider in that big magazine. spread. Yeah, so then they had you know obviously they they had the uh, the ads for the Sega Saturn with the with the naked girl with like the. The screens on her yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, all over the place. That that drove me wild. Man, I don't even think I ever... I remember seeing the magazine, but I don't, I don't think I ever read or even looked through an issue of Next Generation magazine. It was good. It was really good. You know what was you know what was the shit back then? Game Fan magazine? Oh, yeah. They, they, were, they, were, they were actually, like, resellers or sellers that used to advertise in EGM and, like, GamePro, and then they just decided to make their own for magazine. Some, they had, like, the crispest, like, screenshots of the games. I don't know what it was. They were probably using... Um, they had, like... I just remember, like... PVM or something Looking like that. at their screenshots of the games back then, and they were, like, so, like, crisp and compared, colorful compared and Compared to, like, GamePro? Oh, yeah. Were they more expensive? Do you know? Yeah, I think it was, like, five ninety nine an issue. Instead of, like, three ninety nine, Or I think the most... Most of them were all four ninety nine, but I'm pretty sure theirs was uh, five ninety nine. I don't know what it was. But if you if, if anyone has them and you look through the, like yeah. the the pictures on there, I don't know. There's screenshots. I might, I might just, have one. I might have one tucked away. We'll they were so like out. vibrant. I don't know what it was, but yeah, maybe. Did that's you own? What it did was. you did you buy them? Yeah, I bought the magazines. I never had a subscription to it. Okay. I'm surprised you never had a subscription. That seems like that would be. No, I mean I had. 
I had Game Informer. Oh, you did? And Game Pro for a while. Okay. Yeah. And then there was another one that only, I think it only, I think it only lasted like a few months and they went out of business. It was like a dollar ninety nine an issue. Ooh, wow! And they had like ten dollars for a year subscription. You got to be able to, you got to be able to pay for the for the, for the yeah. paper you're putting it on. So, I know. you know, if you're not able to fund it, that's not yeah. gonna work. So. Game Informer and Game Pro, those are the main ones. I yeah. might have done an EGM one. That was like back in the day where you ha- remember at school you had to sell like the magazine subscriptions. Mm-hmm. So that's when I that's when I got signed up for like all, like all the video game magazines. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I went from 96 until 2003, I had a recurring subscription that never stopped to EGM. I just, they were the ones who seemed the most impartial. They were the ones who seemed more cutting edge. They had information that seemed like faster than everybody else. And, right. you know, when you when you read a Game Pro, it was like, you just almost felt like it was like a company line type of thing sometimes, you know? Yeah. It wasn't, you didn't feel like you were getting the full story. You felt like you were getting what... A little Almost, more kitty, yeah, and like some of them because well, they, they didn't have they would they didn't kitty, have like uh, the actual like people they had like characters that were the reviewers. You remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, but it's just I don't know their 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 rating system and you know some of the I, I look back on some of these EGMs and, and their ratings on on things and it, it maybe just it's the you know looking at it. 25 years on we're gonna turn into bruce pitchard and eric bischoff <laughs> but just some of them i'd look at them and i'm just like how did you re- how did you and I, I wish i had a specific fuck example. egm yeah how did you give how did game pro how did you give him that score like like a 2.5 like we were talking about road rash but that was eg actually you're right that was egm and they gave him like, oh, like yeah, road rash 64, 64 yeah, yeah. They gave, one guy gave it a two 2.5 Suck yeah. a dick. Un, 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 unplayable <laughs> Like Mortal Kombat on Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. World Series Baseball. So World Series Baseball. So uh, one interesting thing, so when we talk about the architecture of these systems and how you had to make a game on them, the 64 and the Saturn do things a lot differently than uh, than each, each of them do them. So the 64 is a polygon cruncher. I mean, this thing... The 64 was made to produce polygons in a defined area, and it, it, that's why when you had games like baseball games or, or platformers, nothing could match the 64. It looked better than any system. It looked better than the PS1. I mean, you remember when we were when when 64 came out? Nobody was talking about the PS1 when that one was coming out. Not when Mario came out. No, because we, we were looking at that saying <laughs> there is nothing better than 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 this system right now. That nothing can touch it. You look at the graphics on these on this system; nothing can touch it. Now there, there were games that, that, depending on the genre you were in, that ended up being better on a PlayStation One, or even looked probably comparable or better. We talked about Gex sixty four and Gex two, yeah. and how it's better on PS one. But part of that is how that game works, and you know, and what you're doing in that game, and the music that's in that game, and how the game, you know, the sounds loop because there's not enough memory in the sixty four game, you know, game pack, which is what they called it. Uh, so, Gri- Griffey looks really, really good. Especially, you know, even considering now coming how many years now? Uh, th- Twenty years now since Ken Griffey Jr. Slug- Slugfest came out. Twenty one. Ninety eight. Right? Didn't it come May out? May ninety nine. Oh, ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much exactly twenty years. It still looks good. You know, the, the characters are very well defined. Defined. The polygons are very clean, and Yes, it's a little bit. There's not as much going on in the game, 
but it's e- it's easy to look at. So yeah, so to compare, like you couldn't you <laughs> could you name me a, a PlayStation baseball game you'd like to pop in right now? No, because I've, <laughs> I've I, in preparation for this episode, I looked at plenty of games on all three systems, and the majority of them look terrible. I mean, in terms of the PlayStation One and and Saturn, yeah. Because those systems were not as strong in terms of crunching polygons. The other thing is that the Saturn has a couple of, a couple of quirks. So the first thing is that it doesn't actually crunch regular polygons. It actually uses something called quads, which essentially is they, they took two-dimensional images and pasted them together to make three-dimensional models, if you can imagine it that way. Mm-hmm. So they took they took these 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 you know two dimensional things and they put them into the screen and made characters out of the two dimensional images, whereas the PlayStation and the sixty four actually used uh, architecture that would create a three D model in the game. So developing that's why developing for the Saturn was so hard, especially when they had to port things because they had to use a completely different technology. Now one of the benefits that the Saturn does have is that the second uh, processor, graphic processor or video processor VDP two can draw a flat plane, an infinite flat plane in, in a game world. So you can guess it, the whole floor of, of these baseball games looked actually really good, and it was that infinite flat plane that okay. they were able, they were yeah, able to you. draw the bottom. But the character models are incredibly pixelated. The baseball wow. bats are essentially <laughs> two-by-fours. The Hacksaw Jim Duggan bats. I mean... It's it's amazing to look at. It goes hand in hand with the character models looking completely ridiculous. Just bring that log to the to the plate. But here's the difference: the game plays fantastically. Oh yeah, it plays amazing. Amazingly, amazingly, <laughs> the sounds in this game, hearing the chatter, hearing the the umpire. There's a commentator who's talking after every during every play. It goes high in the air, you know, and then the umpires screaming out their calls. The um, people in the crowd talking back and forth. There's more of that happening, and it just feels more like a realized world. You feel like you're more immersed in that. And I, I'm sorry, I'm sounding like a homer, but a what for this game, you know, a homer, a homer, a fanboy. I've never heard that. No, no. Oh, well, now you know. Uh, Homer. I was talking to one of my good buddies the other day who didn't know that an old fashioned meant uh, uh, you know getting tugged on. Oh, we're not talking about the donut. I had, I, I had to teach him like we, whoa whoa whoa. You know he's like he. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> whoa whoa. I had to teach him right there on the spot. <laughs> he didn't know the the term old fashioned meant to do that. Oh, so I had to. I had no, to, I just know it. I had as to a, school as a donut. Right. <laughs> He thought an old fashioned was a drink made of like you know bitters, and and whiskey and stuff, you know, which it is. It's the trone. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We were just you know joking here and there, and I'm like you know get yourself an old fashioned. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like you know an old fashioned. He's like, what? I'm like getting jerked off. <laughs> so, anyways, World Series Baseball '98. The more you know, or sometimes it's better the less you know. <laughs> You're gonna edit this out, right? <laughs> oh, gosh, pull us off the air. So, World Series Baseball has incredible character. Um, it, it's just uh, you know f- playing this game feels really, really good. 
the other thing about this game, which was an innovation for the time, and one of the reasons why Next Generation gave it a 5 out of 5, was because they have the quadrant system. And I don't know if you remember this, but you can select as a batter the top left, top right, bottom left, or bottom right to power up, so to speak. And if the pitcher throws it in that spot, you get this reticle that that sort of like um, is uh, glimmering or sort of uh, lighting up to let you know, okay, the pitch is coming right in that spot. And if you connect on that spot, there's a good chance you're going to hit it pretty hard. And there's a, there's a better chance you're going to hit a home run in that, in that game. And the cool thing about the home runs, sometimes when you hit a home run and they know it's going to be a home run, you talked about in Griffey where it kind of gave you that behind the, behind the back look that cinematic look of catching a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit the ball, and immediately it, it's like at your feet, looking up at the character, and the lens flare is coming down on you, and the ball's going on, and, and, and it's, you know, home run! And he runs he runs around the bases. But that feeling, and the crack of the bat in that game is, is nice. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. You know, it just makes you feel just, you know, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It just makes you feel like you're, like you're, engrossed in this game and it just makes it all the more fun and that's what makes these baseball games and what sets them apart from being just good games to great games is when they add in these extra pieces of the puzzle to make them feeling like you're you know it's more of a baseball game it's more of an experience than just you know up to bat swing the bat ball goes out catch it get to first base it's more of an experience so they really took a lot of care to make sure that they made it as good as they did and it's just incredible to me to think that they put so much effort into this game when nobody was playing it <laughs> nobody you know i mean it's just it's sad and, and i i believe that this only came out in the united states and in, in korea i think of course korea reaping all the benefits <laughs> but i mean korea is what tiny so and then you know think about how many people would have played this you know maybe they might have sold a few thousand copies i mean well how many did they do I mean, you see them. They come, they do... It comes up on eBay all the time. I mean, there's a lot of copies out there, so I'm guessing it sold pretty yeah. okay. What did they do? Three World Series games on Saturn? Yeah, World Series 1, 2, and 98. Oh, the other ones were just 1 and 2? Yeah, just World Series baseball with uh, uh, Mike Piazza on the cover. Which, was... which, funnily, Mike Piazza was in like Mike Piazza's like Strike Zone Baseball 98 on 64, Oof. which looks interesting. Thing is, you think about all the <laughs> all the games that are based off like one person, like yeah, Tommy Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda's not bad. Cal Ripken. I don't know about Frank, Cal Ripken. Remember we talked about this. Frank Thomas. Big hurt. Big hurt. They were like pretty much not good. So there was like no, no reason for Ken Griffey Jr.'s baseball to be to be good. But to be fair, they got good people to make. No, them, I I know I understand that. I mean, my favorite Griffey game because I've played the well, I've only played the Super Nintendo ones, but I like the first one. I mean. Yeah. With the cartoony characters, and I just thought that fit the Super Nintendo so well. I used to play that game at Alex Easton's house all the time. Ah, good old Alex Easton. Yeah, where is he now? I don't know, but he's a he's a good. I still consider him a good buddy. They they made a World Series '98 on Sega that year too on the Genesis. They did, and that was made by Blue Sky Software, the same people that made Vectorman. Wild, huh? Yeah. Um. So where were we going with that? I think that's about all there is to say about that. The same modes there that you can do exhibition, season, you can do a home run derby. You know, all it's got all those modes. Um, so my history with this game is I used to rent it pretty much constantly during that during that nineteen. I used to rent it constantly, constantly. <laughs> in nineteen ninety seven. 
<laughs> and it was one of those things like nobody knew. Like you didn't know what was what. You didn't know what was good or not. But it was like ooh, baseball game on the Sega Saturn. I had now I had owned uh, Bottom of the Ninth on PlayStation One. Yeah, but you knew of the World Series because it had been out yeah. on Genesis. Yeah, so well, there I, was. I talked about how like I played World Series baseball at Pat's house. Yeah, so it wasn't like part, at least it had a reputation going into no, it. No, it did. It did. You but, know? but the thing that struck me about this game is it was the first one on Saturn to do polygons. It was a 3D baseball game. Yeah. I didn't want to play a 2D baseball game at that point. I was over it. You know? So this was like, you look at the back of the box and I was like, these actually, this actually looks pretty good. I mean, for 97, it was like, this looks legit. You know, like I want to try this, you know? And being at Blockbuster, you could rent a game for five, six bucks. Blockbuster video. Wow. What a difference. But it was the kind of thing where, you know, was I going to buy it? Well, I'd have to spend $50. So I was like, well, let me just rent it a few times and then I'll be done with it. And then I can move on to something else. And then you were like, I'm not done with it. So (laughs) I can't move on. (laughs) So, you know, one of the things that Blockbuster would do is when they were, you know, when a a game had sort of passed its prime, they would sort of set it out for pasture and they would actually sell them, which (laughs) I'm surprised that they were able to do that considering they had to get like a rental license. But maybe that was only for a certain time and they had the ability to sell them. I never thought about that. I figured it was just like, well, we, we got other stuff in. We got to clear it out. So the ones that aren't yeah. being rented out as much, we'll just get it. We'll but you sell. think they'd have to like bring it back to the like the publisher or something like that or send it back instead of just selling it. But maybe they were like, screw it. It doesn't matter. Go ahead and sell it. You know, no big deal. Yeah. And I'm they sure would, there wasn't and, and an they issue would, with that. And they would sell their games for like, I don't know, what would you say, like 15 bucks they would sell used games uh, for? Yeah. They weren't. It, it was it, usually, yeah, like. Between twenty and thirty bucks, depending on how new the game. I was, was. cheap. I never bought it. I would never buy a game for, for you know, twenty five or thirty bucks. I, I always the only games I, I mean, ever bought I there were, were, were like in the the fifteen seventeen dollar range. I bought Mario Tennis there for like seventeen bucks. Oh wow! Yeah, it, usually I I always bought a game for like seventeen ninety nine. Like that was <laughs> that was my threshold. Yeah, that was like the the top of the market that I would go, or else I, I would kind of be like, eh. yeah, I'm 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 good on it. Right. But this is one of the games that I was just like, I've already played it how many times? Now they've got it for sale, and I'm I I'd only have to pay eighteen dollars to get it. But but you wouldn't. It would just be the disc, right, in the blockbuster, or sometimes because most of the time they would they would throw out the whole. You guys can you guys can see on this, we've got a blockbuster logo. I'm gonna bring it a little bit closer. It doesn't help when you don't talk into the mic. That's okay. Well, if you can see it down in the bot and the bottom right, there is a blockbuster sticker on there. Yeah, I got it. So I bought the copy that I would rent back in the day. That's that's my. Uh, I was probably the only one to rent it. No. I know, but I'm just saying, effect- <laughs> effectively, like who was going? Maybe a couple more people, but I mean, not a lot of people were playing it. You know. Yeah. I'm surprised they even rented Saturn games. To be honest with you, <laughs> well, you they know? rented the system, right? <laughs> and you hear a lot about like them renting that system, you know. But I mean, you rented one, yeah, you know. So um, I absolutely love this game. I mean, I, we're gonna play them and we're gonna come back and talk about them. I might like to hear your thoughts on them. I kind of want to see how I feel about Slugfest. But you know, these are both kind of. I mean, you'd say Slugfest is kind of, I don't want to say near and dear, but like you remember it very, very fondly. Like it's one of those games where. When you think about the 64, you think about being a kid, like this kind of slots right in there as one of those special games. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah, World Series Baseball 98. Only probably played it. Geez, when was that? 15 years ago, maybe? Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, and uh, we w- we had a game. I don't know how many innings we went to, like twenty one <laughs> innings, back and forth. Holy wow! I just remember that right now. I didn't even remember. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and you ended up beating me in that game <laughs> on what you called a jizzy dribbler. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you you hit it right up the. It was like right up the middle. <laughs> right up like the, I like I dove yeah, over it. Right up the ass. I I, dro- I dove over it, and he just goes. He just goes. Yeah, it wins the Jizzy Dribbler. You know, like when you jerk off and you only come a little bit. It just dribbles out. Oh my god, I'm having like flashbacks of that moment right now. Oh, I can never forget that. So, anyways, we've all grown up since then. But you know, that's one of those memories you can't kind of forget. You know, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's, a, it's a special thing. So. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll fire these games up, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and we'll tell you guys uh, our thoughts about each of them. Stay tuned. This this portion of our show has been brought to you by. Want some web power? It's yours with the amazing new Spider-Man Web Blaster. It's Hobgoblin. Get him. Load the web cartridge. Blaster. And Web Blaster lets you shoot webs just like Spidey. There he is. Web Blaster comes with 600 feet of crime-busting web. We got him here. No, we got him here. With the awesome Spider-Man Web Blaster, you've got the bad guys covered. Where'd he go? There he is. Get him. Each Spider-Man Web Blaster is sold separately and comes with two web fluid cartridges. Additional refills sold separately. All right, we are back from our 14-hour trek through <laughs> these two baseball games. Actually, we're just recording this uh, the following day. We went through a whole season in break one through night. The, break through the wall here a little bit. Um, and... Uh, Man, I gotta say, baseball is fun. <laughs> when it's great, it's good. Baseball games from this era are where it's at. I don't really care if you want to have fun playing a baseball game. If you just want to have fun playing a baseball game, that era or even even the sixteen bit era are just the most fun when it comes to just playing a baseball game. If it's World Series baseball and Ken Griffey Jr., yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> finding the right ones. Find the, but even when you look back at the 16-bit era, you talk about RBI baseball and all the other ones we were talking about. A lot of those games are, are good. Yeah. You know? RBI 93. That's you know, the one. Sports talk, super baseball, RBI. Like, these games are good. You know, hardball I would stay away from. Everyone but, would. But speaking specifically about just about our experience with these games, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll talk to my experience with Slugfest because I never played that as a kid. And to be fair, it's just a very well-playing baseball game. I don't. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't think there's anything spectacular about the game. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a baseball game that works. Everything controls really really well. Um, the players need geritol or something because their backs are all crooked. Yeah, they're all uh, they're all depressed when they walk up to the plate. It's yeah, like oh, they come I guess their, I'll their, hit. Their, he- their heads are like this. <laughs> <laughs> They're just straight down. <laughs> when they when they come to the plate, which is kind of funny, but that's just a, a, you know, kind of a, a a glitch of early polygon graphics and and it does it there, does there was there was no uh, what's that what's that um what's that uh, system that they're not system like the program that they use for all like the ragdoll effects and like human movements. I don't know what they use it in all like the GTA games. I forget what it is. There's like a there's, oh, like, there's like a tech, no there's a technology and, and there was no mocap either. I don't think. They weren't no, using motion no. capture for these games. They were actually just manipulating the, yeah. the the characters on the screen. So you get these weird, janky sort of movements up to the plate or whatever it is, you know. Which is fine. But um, the pitching is 
you know, somewhat simple. You've got like four pitches. You can choose A, B, or X and A, and X and B, and yeah, Z. So you, yeah, it's like A, B, Z, A, or Z, B, which right. is usually like a fastball, a changeup, a curveball, and like a super, super fastball. fastball. And so you can tap it to just to throw it normally, but if you if you hold down the button, it kind of like charges up. It goes. So you can get a little bit extra oomph out of it. So you can throw like a hundred and nine mile an hour fastball, right? right. Or whatever, a curveball, or, or or a thirty seven mile an hour it's like change up, change up, which is like impossible. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take like a tea break before you actually swing the bat when when that happens, and it arcs like ridiculously yeah. too. But I, I I enjoy the pitching and the batting, and I find it very easy to navigate. It's got that that egg. The egg shaped, uh, but you really, hitting. you really want to hit it right where the cross is. Oh yeah, well, you don't want to hit it at the higher end of the bat. Um, I noticed that when the pitches come across the plate, you ha- kind of have to hold back just a little bit longer. Yeah. To, to do it, um, I had a little trouble with aiming my pitches um, because you have to hold the analog stick where you want to do it, hit the button as you're holding it there. And if you're, if you're, and at least with the controller I had, if your thumb kind of moves a little bit, it might move the pitch in another direction. So I had a l- little trouble with that. But all in all. Um, yeah, you can select, you can kind of pick where you want it to go, and then, like, as you're pitching it, you can actually, if you take the joystick and move it down or, you know, to whatever direction you want, it'll kind of, like, drag the ball in that direction. So you as can kind of throw, throw the batter off a little bit. Because yeah. it does show you the batter can see where you're going to pitch it, too. Yeah. It's actually kind of remarkable, like, in terms of the modes, the fields, and all this, th- this stuff how the two games are kind of similar in that respect. I mean, it's a baseball game. But yeah, because we played at the Jake, Jacobs Field in Cleveland. Right, we played in, uh, Yankees versus Indians, which is our, our favorite teams. And um, just to kind of compare both games, compare and contrast both of them and how they how they looked. But, yeah, I, I just think it's it's just a just a well-playing game. I think 7.9 is probably a good score for that game. If you go back yeah. to 1998 yeah. and, like, that's the baseball game you're playing. Definitely. Yeah. And I made the comment while we were playing. I was like, uh, I could see myself in 1999 getting home and being really excited to continue my season and see where I was in the rankings and, you know, continue with that progression system of, of going through that and hopefully getting to the playoffs and looking forward to that. And also when you're in Jacob's field, there's people constantly getting arrested in the background. Yeah. yeah you can, yeah. <laughs> you can hear the woo, cop. It's like, it's like every woo. inning you can hear the cop car in the background. <laughs> I don't know if that's exclusive to Jacob's field, but probably not. But there's not, <laughs> you know, and then on the other side, it's not really, I feel like there's not enough noise in the games. Like there's not enough going on. You don't really hear an announcer talking or, a whole lot from the umpires, unless he's in there. Unless there's a call at a base, you don't really. Safe. Yeah, you know. So there's not a whole lot with with that piece of it. So it's a little, it's a little bit bland, especially nowadays when you play it. But it's a, it's a, it's a fine game, and I don't think it costs that much. I mean, it can't no, be it's more like than ten bucks or something. I was gonna say more than like a few bucks, like five yeah. or ten and bucks. Then, <laughs> and then and Griffey will put in his random comments every once in a while, like you make a catch. He's like. Nice catch. <laughs> <laughs> That's like all he says. He's like a straight, you yeah. know. But um, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a, a good game. It was a lot of fun. Um, so let's let's move over to World let's Series. Slide baseball. over to Sega. Um, so we just got done playing this game only a few minutes ago, and I'm still charged up, <laughs> fired up. Eight I got to three Indians. I got, I got thrashed. <laughs> I got absolutely bamboozled. Matt Williams hit two home runs, <laughs> both multi multi run homer homers. They were the Indians just. Pop off in that game. Like 14 hits in five (laughs) innings. 
no strikeouts. I got a catch at the wall though. He did. It was it was a good catch. So you got to time it just right. Yeah. Jump up on the what wall. are your What are your thoughts of this? Uh, game? well, when you first play it, if you because I don't I haven't remembered the controls in forever. I didn't understand the pitching because in Griffey you just press the you press the R button and it literally tells you what pitches you have and it tells you how your pitcher's doing like if they're worn out or not. Mm-hmm. And then on the on the World Series it's just it shows you a thing. It's just down, down left, down right, and up. And I'm like, <laughs> and I asked you, I was like, w- what are the pitches? And he's like, well, you know, they're right. ones of maybe a fastball. It goes ball. in the direction. <laughs> it goes in the direction of whatever the arrow is. So if it's down, it's a it's a curveball. So it'll arc down. If it's down to the left, it'll be more like a slider. And if it's straight up, it's your fastball. Yeah. I mean, I guess you you could figure that out. Yeah. But at least, at least I like in the Griffey one where it just it tells you like. A is fastball. B if is you played slow. it, if you played it more, you'd get used to that system, and you would just know. no. I know. You would I'm, know. I'm just saying, if you just jumped into the game, right. and had no idea how to play, right. Then you know that's that's just one thing I noticed right away. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing, though, because I'm just <laughs> it's like the first thing we started. I'm like, so what do I do to pitch? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> what else? What else? Uh, the the batting, it's it's not that much different than Griffey. You still kind of you still kind of do the same thing. You kind of see where the pitcher is going to throw it, and mm-hmm. you just try to line line it up. But there's also in World Series, you they break the the batter's box into four sections, so you can kind of guess where they're going to pitch, and if you get it in that, that'll give you like a power hit, which is kind of cool. I I, I guess I I, 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 like, I I like to use that system. Yeah, I I, ne- I didn't even use it throughout the game. I know I, I, I like I like to use that system because I like it's almost like a chess match no, where yeah. I, I, you're you're guessing where that pitch is going to come, and if you miss it, then you got to try to you're, you're almost dead in the water because you have to drag your cursor back, and the pitch is already coming, so there's a good chance you're going to miss it yeah. or mistime it. The difference between the batting of those two games though is that with Griffey, you have to hold your analog stick and in in, in, the, in place. To hit it. If you let it go, it'll go back to the middle. Oh, yeah. Whereas in World yep. Series Baseball, wherever you put it, it's going to be there. So you don't have to worry about holding on to the directional pad while you're swinging. So I find it a little bit easier in, yeah. w- in World but Series Baseball. Yeah. But you're also, yeah, because you, well, you're using the joystick. And I don't know. It's it's definitely different Like because you're using the joystick on the 64 and the Sega. You're using the and, pad. And you know what I mean? So like you, you, have really to, you have to hold the analog stick in that direction. And you can't move while you're hitting it. I mean, you get used to it. Yeah. But it's just the, it's just kind of thing well, where it's you not have, a directional pad so like in right. joystick you, you like you can't just like put it there and do it like that but also in world series baseball it does tell you like so after the like if you if you go through your lineup and you go up to bat again it'll tell you like where you've hit the ball it'll show the little the sections it'll oh tell yeah you. i forgot about that it'll they'll either be i think it's it's red where you hit the ball and the blue ones where you where you didn't hit the ball no oh you mean in the quadrants yeah no red is red is where you're where you're powered up like you have a better shot of hitting it well yeah because blue is where you're where you're not good at hitting yeah so that's that's kind of cool. So it tells you like you know if there's a pitch then your quadrant that is like really hot then you know in your quadrant go go for that swing or you could choose not to swing at a at a pitch that is a strike that might be in the blue section. Yeah. So it, you know your strategy there becomes a little bit more sophisticated I would say than just the swing, announcer is great in the game though. Yeah. Now up to bat, Sissel the big dog fielder. Even though it really doesn't look like Cecil Fielder, because the guy, the guy looks like jacked in like you know two twenty five when Cecil Fielder was like three fifty, <laughs> and like Sandy Alomar looks like Dennis Eckersley. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, David, which is and David Justice looks like Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because they somehow those are both similar in both games that the character models kind of look nothing. Oh like yeah, that's them. true. Everyone has a mustache in the game for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the you know the crack of the bat in World Series baseball is really satisfying. It doesn't always mean you're going to hit it really well. Yeah, because every hit feels like oh, I crushed it, and it's just yeah. like right to the third base. Yeah, but it still feels satisfying every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time you hit it. So. Um, Sometimes it does take a little bit getting used to the the, the camera angle when you, right after you hit it like jumps to like the field and it, it's a lot of games had that issue back yeah. in the day. But that's nothing. I, I I remember seeing some videos of some like people like reviewing it recently and them saying mentioning that that they didn't World Series a, baseball that yeah that they oh, weren't wow. a, they weren't a fan of the jump cut. From after you, from right when you hit it yeah. to the, the field. Well, a lot of times you think the ball is gonna gonna smash off the bat, but then it, it doesn't really go that fast, and so you you almost mistime it because you think you got to dive quick as an yeah. infielder, but you might not have to. So it's one of those quirks of that generation, and and just kind of trying to figure it out, you know, for the you know for that for that mechanism of you know catching the ball or, or going after it. But uh, all in all, I find it to be. Personally, I find it to be a little bit more arcadey, a little bit quicker. Um, you know, the, the, the responsiveness, the um, even the music, the sound effects seem a little bit just a lot clearer. Yeah, well, you know, being a we're C- using being a, C- C- yeah. being a CD-based console, but the atmosphere, I mean, is it the same for you? I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but like in, for me, the atmosphere in that game, and it could just be my Saturn colored glasses on, but... That the atmosphere in that game just makes you feel like you can hear the crowd noises going on in the background. You hear the you know birds or whatever. There's there's just more noise happening. That yeah, you it feel is, like you're at a park. It is a little bit. It does have a little bit more. Probably the ability to have more sound. I mean, I don't know if it's just they probably just pumped up the volume a little bit more. Mm. I mean, even that main menu screen, the music on that yeah. is great. But yeah, the announcers are <laughs> pretty good. Because he kind of like emphasizes like Derek Jeter, yeah. and then he says it goes high in the <laughs> air. Like he'll he'll actually call out what's happening in the field. Yeah. You know, it's deep to left. Whereas I don't think there was that much in. I don't even know if you hear anything in Ken Griffey when the ball's played. In terms of an announcer, yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I don't think there's anything. It's been so long ago. Well, we played it. La- we played it last night, but <laughs> that's you know, that part kind of. It's one. It's one of those little things for me that kind of rounds it out. But of course, you know this game is near and dear to me. So I mean, I, I, I think it's amazing. But you know, I can't argue. Yeah, I mean, final verdict. I still feel like World Series baseball is the the more fun game to play. The graphics aren't as good, but I kind of like the graphics. I like the pixelation. You know, I feel like the the Ken Griffey graphics are just a little. Again, they're kind of they're better. You know, technologically, but they're just kind of mundane. You know, they're just kind of there. You know, I still like I still like Griffey yeah. a little bit better. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I like the I just enjoy the the pitching and the hitting a little bit more. I mean, it's what you're used to. Yeah. You know. But I mean, World Series, it's still great. To, it's still fun to play. Yeah. You can't go wrong with either one. It almost feels like it, it's not a party game, but it almost feels like if you got a few minutes, like that's a fun game to just put in to play a few innings. Yeah. Real, real quick. Because we did like five innings. It went qu- fairly it, quick. It went pretty quick. Even though it was just a hit barrage. <laughs> yeah. But that's like going lending itself again more to that kind of arcadey feel. I mean, you're just blasting balls. But Pause. but even but even like, you know, fielding feels 
feels good too. Like when I made that that catch at the wall, you yeah. know, I feel like it's pretty precise. Like I was able to time the ball coming down pretty easily, or not easily, but you know, yeah, successfully. Make, it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't find it any difficult to get like a pop fly into the outfield or. It kind of takes over like once you get underneath. Yeah, you know, unless you got to make like a diving play, but um, it's satisfying. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, again, there's the two by four bats. Yeah, you know, they got the big wood, but it's got all the stadiums. You know, same as the as as Slugfest. You know, it's got yeah, all I the mean, representation. Jacob's there. Field compared on both of them, they pretty much both look similar. The crowd, the crowd still looks like crumpled, newspaper. Yeah, crumpled up newspaper, but I mean, you could tell it, it was pretty much. They pretty much got it covered in terms of details, and because I mean I I've been to the stadium, so I know yeah how it looks. But they're pretty much similar in terms of like the the quality of the stadiums. Yeah. So I mean I would say you know it's pretty easy for us when we come to recommendation time because the so the Saturn version so World Series Baseball '98 isn't more than I think fifteen or twenty bucks, which is about as low as you can get on a Saturn game at this point. <laughs> yeah. For for a good game. Yeah. Even if you f- can find it loose for a few bucks and you own a Saturn. This is a game you're going to have a lot of fun with, if you can, you know, you know, grab a buddy or whatever, and and you know, have a few brews and and play this game. You're going to have a lot of fun. Um, so it's and you're not going to get much cheaper in terms of a Saturn game. So it's an easy, easy recommend. This game is is great. There's not you don't always have to spend fifty or seventy dollars to get a great game on these old systems. And this is a case in point where you've got a fantastic game that doesn't really cost that much, and you can get it complete in box for that. So. Uh, absolutely a recommend and uh, whether you're by yourself or whether you've got a friend this is a, fu- a really fun game to play and being in the middle of baseball season it would be a uh, uh, probably a fun you know kind of time to play a game like this so i can i can easily recommend world series baseball what about you sega sports in their prime yeah even though we don't know who made it because it just says sega sports <laughs> there's no there's no development credits we know that we know who who uh you know translated it and all that but nothing about the production of it so I just want to know who did the character models. Listen, you got to give them credit. Look at what they were working <laughs> with. I mean, I know, but it's just <laughs> the Saturn was equivalent to one of those wind-up cars when it came to 3D. Well, you know? No, it was the same on Griffey though. I just don't like. It's not that hard just to at least give him the right skin tone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, David Justice has the skin color of Barry Bonds in this game. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe they didn't. <laughs> follow baseball they just said okay he's black he's white he's asian he's black he's white he's black he's black like there's no spanish you know they, they probably didn't they weren't at the point where they were trying to replicate no, the, I, I the characters themselves at specifically least the, at least the skin color imagine if the game came out today all the people that would be so upset about it <laughs> you'd have you'd have a rage on online <laughs> about world Series i can't believe they're doing this to yeah. mlb 19 <laughs> sega sports is racist they don't care Oh my god. I can see that. <laughs> Randy Johnson looks like Marquise Grissom. <laughs> this is unfair. So what do you think? Can you recommend World Series baseball? Oh, definitely, for sure. At that price point? Almost uh even if even if it was like 30 bucks. Yeah, I would say definitely. Especially if you're in a more more fast-paced arcade like I mean if you like MLB the show is your game. And you don't play the retro mode. I don't know if you'd like it then. <laughs> you might not like it if that's the case. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. I don't see how someone could not like it though. I mean, obviously, they're if they were in for like the realism of like that style of pitching and hitting, and then yeah. they played this. I don't see how you could not enjoy it. I think it's fun no matter what. I don't care who you are. You're gonna have a good time playing this game. It's um. It's a. It's a classic. Definitely a classic. 
So um, moving over to Slugfest recommendations. So you, how much did you say it was going for? Oh, honestly, I don't remember. I because I already I had both versions. I had the first one and Slugfest, but I believe I'm, I think it's only it's probably like eight to ten bucks loose. I would think so. I'm doing some some uh, on the fly research here. Yeah, because I mean, I because originally I, I was thinking about doing the Super Nintendo ones and. Both, I, I for some reason I thought those were going for more, but <laughs> both of the versions I think they're on, all pretty. But both of the versions on Super Nintendo are still like five to eight bucks, which is surprising. Let's see under the sold for. So yeah, I mean you're talking anywhere between, like shipped, it's pro- it's about ten bucks. Yeah. You know, it's about, so if you go to your, a yeah. local video game store, you'll probably get it for about that. Maybe even a couple bucks less. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like the first. It seems yeah the first one's going for like five to eight dollars and then you're talking about, are you t- talking about Super Nintendo no 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 no, no. the first one on sixty four and Slugfest going oh. for about yeah ten is there, bucks did you say there was a big difference between those two or did you say no I were... said there I don't think I don't remember there being a huge difference it was it was the ones on Super Nintendo those are, those made, are vastly different because yeah they're made by two different companies and one had like the cartoon the first one had like the cartoony everyone was like jacked. All like juiced up, kind of like kind of like, kinda I, like I, baseball I like stars. One. I like that one better. Kind of like baseball stars. I like I like the cartoony one better. And then because the 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 second one came out more towards the end of the Super Nintendo, where mm-hmm. like the thir- I think the thirty, it might have been right around when PlayStation was coming out and Rare was working on it, so it was a more realistic looking yeah. game. At yeah, least. It, it is. Yeah, but I I just appreciate that cartoony look today. Yeah, it's like baseball but, stars. Yeah, and that's the one I I used to play. Uh, when I went to baseball, Al- 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 baseball season, so. stars too. Yeah, when World Series baseball, you know, twenty bucks, fifteen bucks online complete, like all told. So yeah. um, can't go wrong. So you and yeah, so I mean, I I can't say no to Slugfest. That's another fantastic game. I mean, you can get a lot of mileage out of these games. Think about how 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 long you can play a baseball game if you you know if you really wanted yeah, to get into it. Play the whole season and then the playoffs and a if World you guys game. if you guys play the modern baseball games and you haven't played the the old games for a long time or you've never played the the old games i would recommend picking up one of these games and just trying it see if you like it it's not going to set you back too much and i think you're going to have a lot a lot of fun with it so i'm that's just my opinion but you're right with that i think we've wrapped up another one so thank you guys so much for listening and um if you have any suggestions on games you'd like to hear us talk about or some of the history and the research about it uh, feel free to hit us up on Instagram. We're at the Turbo Duo on Instagram. You can send us an email at the Turbo Duo at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook as well, the, uh, the Turbo Duo. And um, let us know what you're thinking. If um, you know, there's certain games you'd like to, be, to see covered or any, any questions or any comments that you'd like to make that we can improve the show and make it more of what you guys want to see. Make it more better. You know, we were having a lot of fun doing this, but we want to make sure that you guys are enjoying it as well and uh, getting the the type of content that you're looking for. So uh, we'd be happy to to take those from you guys if uh, you have any comments or questions. So um, with that, anything else, Trenton, before we sign off here? I've had my Cracker Jacks. Mm. I've had my peanuts. Mm -hmm. No allergy. Mm -hmm. Of course. That Ninth it? inning's over. Mm-hmm. Ready to, Ready go, to home? go home. All right. Well, with that, thank you so much. Be safe, be happy, be healthy, and keep it retro. It's showtime. Has this still fly away, Junior's second home run of the night? We're going to have.